Captain Nightshade Entertainment Reviews Podcast. I'm SC Covert. And I'm Double O Agent. And I'm Fumo Jive from Podtacular.com. Yes, Fumo Jive's special guest host from Podtacular, another He's Halo 3 podcast. He's here to help us do some Halo 3 speculation and verify all those rumors about Halo 3. Well, as much as I can. I don't have, like, inside information, per se, but I do hear a lot, you know, based on what the community thinks. So, in that respect, and knowing, you know, quite a bit of what Bungie's told us so far, you know, I can can help out, maybe. We're hoping. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, before we get started, why don't you tell everyone, Fumo, a little bit about Pontacular? Sure, um, be happy to. Podtacular is a Halo Universe podcast, the, basically the unofficial Halo Universe podcast, and we have about uh, 1,300 listeners from around the world. Um, we also have a really uh, vibrant community going on with our forums on podtacular.com, uh, along with the comments on the blogs and stuff like that. Uh, we have a pretty comprehensive website going on there. We also have a uh, clan system where we have about eight different clans right now in two, uh, two different categories to where we have our recreational clans. People can sign up and just hang out with people that are other listeners of Podtacular. Uh, we have our pro clans for people that want to play in a more competitive level where there's tryouts and everything. And we have all, all-stars, which actually go against other clans. Like we've gone against Bungie, we've gone against um, you know, HBO Helljumpers, um, TTL Gunslingers, things like that, Cave Girls. And, you know, we got some other ones planned out. So, but our podcast generally, I mean, we talk about all things Halo. We uh, we have different guest hosts on, sometimes celebrity guest hosts, um, and we just basically kind of BS about Halo. You know, what's the latest? Uh, we have different subjects. We cover like four different uh, different types of shows every month, and we kind of break it down that way. So it's a real good time. Oh yes, yeah, awesome, awesome. <laughs> all right, um, how about we start talking about Halo Three? All right. Um, um, the other day I was looking at a Halo 3 wish list. I wrote some of the ideas down along with the pictures. Um, I'll read them off, then we can figure out whether or not this would be a good idea. Um, what the list, the wish list said. We're thinking three attacks, melee, bu- melee button for a slash attack, right trigger for a stab, and if the opponent opponent's back is turned and you target them, a stealthy one-hit kill. I think combat knife would be a very interesting element in the game, but I'm not sure how it would do overall. What do you guys think? Well, um, as far as that goes, I mean, we already have the sword. We know about this, and the reason that it's it makes sense to have a sword at all is because it's an energy sword, which which kind of implies that it's basically like a laser cutter kind of thing that can cut through solid metal which is pretty much what Master Chief has for armor. Plus, he has those energy shields going on. So if it's just like a knife, that's going to be like, dink, bounce right off his metal. So oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has to be something bigger than that. And even if it is, it's kind of, what's the difference between that and, a, and an energy sword? It seems like they wouldn't, it would be nice if they would, uh, you know, actually do something different with it than just having a normal energy sword because we already have one of those. So yeah, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. I I think they should just um, upgrade that energy sword or something like that. But I think the combat knife <laughs> wouldn't work. Well, what what if they like put some type of uh, energy shield type of layer or some some type of layer like like what the Covenant energy shield is made out of? Like made that like around the knife? An energy knife? Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Um, or maybe if they were like... Uh, see, the thing is, is like a knife um, has like... It, you know, maybe some kind of commando would wear one in his boot or something like that, like just in case of an emergency. Or like if, they, if they're if in a real dire situation and they run out of ammo. But like, it's not like they use them on a regular basis, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's not like it's a regular combat weapon, so it's more like a backup kind of thing or in case of emergency. So I don't really think it's it's practical to put a combat knife yeah. in there. But maybe they can find a way to do it anyway. You never know. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. Um, so, Double Agent, you want to take the next one? Yeah. Um, Bungie's been talking about a flamethrower for a while. They want it, They don't want to put it in because of balance issues, whatever that means. <laughs> If there were a way to balance it out, a flamethrower would be a good idea. What do you think? Uh, flamethrower. I I personally don't, wouldn't really want a flamethrower. That could be dominating in multiplayer. Hmm. Um, 
Well, apparently the flamethrower is in Halo CE and in Halo PC. Oh, I yeah. You guys... Yeah, I, I have that for my computer, but um, I, I think it's a little dominating, I mean. Because really? once you once you shoot them once with a the flamethrower, then they then they caught on fire and then they're dying as they walk. So I think I think it's a dominating dominating weapon myself. I think I think it'd be really hard to balance it out. Yeah, I I think the when they go to Halo Three, they're gonna they're for sure gonna carry over some weapons from both Halo One and Halo Two, as we know because of the assault rifle. But I don't think the flamethrower is gonna be included in that because the flamethrower even in Hill PC, was not exactly the most popular weapon around. Probably so, so, probably not going to make the cut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we do know that there will be some really cool new weapons that we'll find out about later on. Uh, that, for instance, Frankie said he played some Halo 2 after playing some Halo 3, and he went looking around for this weapon that doesn't exist yet, so he's kind of like, oh, yeah, oh, really? that, yeah that he's used wow. to using. So, yeah. Hopefully that'll be a good one then. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking they're all going to be uh, forerunner weapons, but um, uh, that's kind of goes with my whole theory of this concentrating a lot more on the forerunners and their whole the whole mystery surrounding them and stuff. So, <laughs> all right, yeah, I guess that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, although although it does look pretty cool in the picture, but. <laughs> Yeah, well, we saw that one uh, screenshot, right? The one from the making of the Halo 3 trailer where they showed something that looked like almost like a cross between a brute and a grunt that had a helmet on and looked like a jetpack and was carrying, oh, it looked yeah. like a plasma pistol with three prongs instead of two. So, I don't know, maybe that's an early weapon. Maybe uh, it's something we'll be able to use that has like a different twist on the whole thing. It's hard to say. Yeah, yeah. Kind of interesting, like how they do all this stuff and <laughs> keep our attention on a yeah. high scale. <laughs> you gotta be you think they about it, they gotta be pretty creative, you know, to come yeah, up with something that that both we we are used to and we want to see from uh, earlier games as far as like the look and feel, the the whole mechanic of the whole thing, and also you know to come out with something interesting and new that we would still like. So yeah. it's tough. Well, they're definitely good at their job, I tell you that. For sure. <laughs> Alright, so Fuma, you want to get the next one here? Sure, um, talking about uh, defensive weapons now, and the first one is Jackal Shields. And the wish list on this said, the shield should work like a dual-wielding weapon. You should be able to hold it up and fire a second weapon. By pulling the right trigger once, you would turn the shield on, pull it again, and you would turn the shield off. I don't know why you'd want to walk around with the shield off, but okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you should be able to move the shield in the same way that you would aim any weapon, so that you could deflect incoming fire from different angles. Once the shield turns on, it would have limited charge that would gradually deplete. Taking hits would deplete it more quickly, and you should be able to give someone a charged melee attack by smacking them with the shield. Hmm. What do you guys think about that? Um, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome, though. I mean, maybe maybe the shield runs out, you could smack him in the face with the, the handle thing of it. Mm -hmm. Like like you know when the sword runs out in the campaign mode, mm -hmm. you can hit him with the handle of the sword. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. What? I didn't know you could do that. Oh really? Yeah. yeah in campaign mode, like when your when your energy shields run out of uh, energy, I guess. Mm -hmm. It goes. It, there's just a handle that that the master chief is holding around. You can melee melee people with them. That's well, what I, like to do. I guess that's just as powerful as like a melee with any other weapon, though, right? But then again, it's yeah, it does make sense that he's still using that as as a melee weapon. So oh, okay. Well, actually, actually, I think I think when you still use a right trigger when when the energy steel is gone, I think you can still use that like as a weapon. I think it's just a more powerful melee. I'm not sure. Hmm. Okay. I thought it just like went out like you couldn't even pick it up and I forget. No, I mean, I had no. I hadn't run it very often, so. Well, if it's on the ground, yeah, you probably can't pick it up. But if you if you still have it after it ran if it, after it ran out in your hand, then you can hmm. still have the handle. I guess once I found out about the the reticle turning red and the, the lunge, I pretty much always used that. So. Uh, yeah. But oh yeah, the uh, the shield here. Um, yeah. <laughs> the thing with this, I mean, <laughs> the thing with the uh, 
the shield. Like, I've seen mods that do this, and I don't know if they're actually modding as far as, like, getting assets that aren't available in the game, but the way I, the way I think that it is, is they're actually pulling assets that are already there in the game and then putting them on Master Chief, which makes me think that they thought of this already, but for some reason or another, whether it was balance issue or whether it was a matter of timing, I think it was more likely a matter of timing and tuning it just right, that they didn't include it in the game. So, oh, I don't know, yeah. it's hard to say, but I mean, I've seen mods that actually, you can pick up the shield, it looks like a shield from the underside, it actually blocks weapons, and you can dual wield with it. So, That's hey. awesome. I think that'd be pretty cool. I mean, myself, I'd love to run around multiplayer with a big old shield and hide behind it like a coward charge into battle and then afterward everyone everyone's dead besides one person, one person's charge up shields and mow them down. It seems pretty balanced, you know, because it, it works similar to an overshield. It uh, it has energy that eventually, or like one of those stand-up shields that the, the Covenant uses, yeah. eventually you can knock it out with a, with a limited number of shots. It uh, obscures your vision, so it makes it more difficult while you're while you have the shield and lift it up to your face, and uh, you know you can only hold a dual wieldable weapon with it. So it seems like yeah, it's I mean, pretty balanced. SMG wouldn't do pretty good. I mean, if yeah. you're trying to kill somebody with just an SMG, that probably wouldn't kill them that fast. Yeah, exactly. So, unless of course you're uh, doing that uh, the needler thing where you can hold like three needlers in one hand. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever done that before in like a multiplayer game? Well, I haven't, but um, I talked to uh, Zerzdij from TideTheLeader.com on yeah. episode 78 of Pottacular, and he tells us how that's done. Although, you know, he says it's really not a good idea to do it in matchmaking, of course, because it's basically glitching, and you could probably get banned for it. But, uh, oh, yeah. but you know, he, he mentions how to do it. I, I kind of lost track because it's like... It's this complicated series of picking stuff up and putting stuff down and going through transporters. And, but um, he says that, you know, it's it's he's done it, it can be done. And it basically one shot comes out of your head and the other two come out of your out of your uh, pistols. Or your weapons. Out of your head. Yeah, yeah. One comes right out of the middle of your helmet. And uh, the other two yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it goes, okay. man. Brain food. <laughs> exactly. It's pretty bizarre. Brain food, really. But he said you can do it with any dual wieldable weapon. So, oh, really? Yeah, I guess. I love to do that with plasma rifles. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's probably easiest to see on a plasma rifle or on a needler because you can actually see the the uh, the shots coming out more easily oh, yeah. than you could with, for instance, a pistol or an SMG. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now we're going to traps. Well, the wish list said that Halo 3 needs to integrate more tricky explosives and traps. Remote and proximity detonated explosives, sentry guns, and mines could add a completely new element to both multiplayer and camping modes. You could set mines by aiming at the desired spot and pulling the right trigger. The same system could be used for sentry guns. Remote detonators could be could be set the same way, but detonated with an additional pull of, a tr pull of the trigger. Sure, none of these things are groundbreaking new ideas for an FPS, which is first-person shooter, but it seems like they are long overdue in the mother of all console shooters. A little minefield around your base would be nice in a capture the flag game. You could get sneaky. Imagine watching en watching enemies blown to bits when they try to board a vehicle. You tricked out with the proximity mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I strongly disagree with tricky explosives and mines. I think it I think it changes the whole feel of the game that Halo Two has. Uh, probably that Halo Three will have also, but I think it would just change the combat style a whole heck of a lot. I mean, in addition, I, I think it would be tricky and a little hard to plant a pro proxy mine while some maniac is following you with a shotgun running to shoot you down. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, do you guys agree or disagree with detonating mines? I think I like them because I, I like Battlefield 2 and they have C4s and everything, and and I like blowing people up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm kind of with you on that one, Secovert, uh, in that I think it would really change the feel of the whole game, uh, especially it's it's really useless on a small map. 
I mean, because yeah. if while you're sitting there, like, okay, I gotta arm this thing, let me see if I can plan it at the right place, you're just gonna get shot in the back with a shotgun, you know? So, what's the point? You're, it's kind of a waste. So, um, and plus, they're just, you can, I would think that they would have a way that you could avoid them anyway, like they do in, in most games. Like, you see them, you jump over them, you get around them. Yeah, maybe, maybe it, like, pops up on your HUD or something like that. Yeah, like it flashes before it blows up so you can back up, yeah. things like that. Um, you know, so the, I think in the interest of simplicity, they kept it the way it is. And in a way, you still can at least put something... Um, you know, down there where it's difficult to see with a with a frag grenade if you bounce it just quite right. And it does yeah. kind of have a short timer, but at least that's something. But the thing is is that this would only be useful on long range maps to where they haven't they can't see you setting them because they're trying to get across the map in the meantime. And even that would just be a little it, it would change it from a into more of a defensive kind of game. I think, and, and we kind of mess things up. But it depends. Maybe they can pull something off that's uh, unique as far as, like, timed uh, or activity-activated kind of mines. or activity. That sounds lame. <laughs> but something like that, you know, some, in some way of activating uh, some kind of explosive would be cool. Something that activates something. Activity-activated. <laughs> well, I like, uh, I like explosives. Right. And that's just me. So I'm thinking. But I think it would. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. I think uh, kind of like. Though I think the way tribes did it was pretty sweet. But the thing is, like, and I, I always mention this when it comes to like the one that has like a bazillion different options. But that's the thing with tribes is that it has. It's like it has everything. It has a, a system where you have to buy stuff. Kind of like Counter Strike when you when you go to like the little store in your base and buy like different armor. Like there's three different types of armor. You got you know, a whole bunch of vehicles you got, um, and you have the both proximity mines and you have, uh, like, turrets that have to be hooked up to a, um, to, like, either a motion sensor or uh, something like that, so they can blow out either the motion sensor or the turret, you know, which really adds an interesting twist, but there's a whole lot of things that all work together in tribes, and if, if Halo was that complicated, then uh, it would be a totally different game. Yeah, I think um, I think the explosives would change the game a lot, but I mean I like explosives. But enough of that. All right. Or, Double agent loves explosives. Um, I just got one, one more thing to say. What the heck is tribes? I, I never. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, tribes is uh, it's actually free now. The the tribes one, the full version. Uh, oh, really? It's yeah. It's it's a uh, it was really a groundbreaking FPS um, that was I think in the late '90s was released. And uh, it's a fun game. You know, it's a 3D first-person shooter, and it's it's you have jet packs. Everybody does. Um, you start off in bases, usually quite a quite a ways away. And there's you know there's troop transport vehicles. There's uh, there's motorcycle-sized vehicles that fly. There's uh, you know different sizes of uh, and different kinds of vehicles going on. There's you have a um, you have like these heavy fighters that have heavy armor, walk slower, and sh can shoot bigger weapons. There you have like light fighters, which are kind of like scouts. You know, don't can't really uh, uh, trick them out too much. With can't carry much weapons, but they can run real fast. Uh, and then you have normal fighter. You have, you know, like I said, you have where you have those turrets and things like that. But you also have like a power source that they can blow out at your base, uh, which will disable your turrets and anything hooked up to your power system, which is deep in your base. Um, it's usually CTF type games and. Uh, you know the jetpacks just really change the whole game. They also have these this this weapon that's a um, it's a mortar launcher, which usually only the heavy armor guys can carry. And but what it does is it makes this huge arc, like you'll fire it into the air and arcs until it like falls way down to the ground on their side. But if you're real good at aiming with that arc, kind of like a brute shot, right? But a bigger arc. If you can aim with that real good, then you can freaking just blow anybody away because because it, it's like super explosive mortars. So it's it's really awesome, and and the jetpacks really add a whole new dimension to it because you can have bases that are both floating in midair. Um, you can, I mean, even in in um, long bases or anything that doesn't have a, a, a low ceiling, you have a vertical element to every game because these jetpacks they run out of energy and they recharge like the energy shield. Uh, so you you can only jetpack so far until you fall and have to wait for it to recharge. Sweet. 
So, so do the people on Tribe, do they have, like, jetpack uh, races and stuff? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean... Here, trackside Live at the, at the Jetpack Racing <laughs> Arena. <laughs> it's Anakin Skywalker for the lead. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, uh, now let's talk about the ATV. Um, the UNSC has no answer to the ghost. And by the way, I'm not much of a Halo player. I'm a Call of Duty player, so can you explain what UNSC means? Uh, you want to tell uh, United, cheese, Navy, Nation space, space Corps. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right, well, maybe or United <laughs> Naval Space Corps or something like that. Oh yeah, something like that. Anyway, the ATV would be a great flag running vehicle, something with the agility and speed and size of a ghost, but with the warthog handling and stability. That sounds good. <laughs> um, I... you know, I I think this would be awesome because. Uh, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds cool to me. Um, I like riding vehicles and off-roading. With it does sound cool. Things like that. <laughs> I mean, they you know we know they originally planned to put it in, but they took it out for some reason or another. And I'm sure they had good reason to take it out. But I think my biggest thing with the ATV is like, okay, you have ATV with a machine gun mount on the front. It just sounds kind of dorky, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. not just an ATV, but it's one with a minigun. And missile launchers <laughs> on the back. And <laughs> invisibility and super shields, you know, it's just... And NOS built into the motor. <laughs> yeah, really. would <laughs> 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 be madness. Oh, oh boy. Uh, I think it sounded like a good idea, but just having a weapon on it would be weird. And... You know, yeah, being able to use a dual-wieldable weapon would not be much help. So they probably took it oh, out yeah. just because it wasn't, didn't do much. I, I, I just can't picture uh, the Master Chief on the ATV. I don't know. I'm sorry. I just can't. Well, it kind of looks like there's a seat there in the back um, that someone else can ride on while you're riding. Yeah. So it, you could have a person sitting there with, like, dual-wielding something. Yeah. Rocket launcher. <laughs> So. Maybe that. Maybe it's uh, yeah. They can they can sit on the back, but then they can uh, use a uh, non dual wieldable weapon like a power weapon, like a sniper or a rocket. Yeah, how are you gonna snipe from the back of a freaking ATV though, hitting bumps and everything? Hey, slow down! Come on, I can't aim. <laughs> wait, wait, ten more seconds. Just just waiting for ten more seconds. <laughs> and then boom! There there you go. You're yeah, right. <laughs> lost the lead. <laughs> oh boy. You know, I, I think the ATV would be a good idea, but I think um, the Warthog is is good enough yeah. for now. Yeah, I do too. For sure. I mean, they can't really do a uh, a, a movable turret on the uh, on the ATV, and you know, so it would have been, I guess, like the Ghost, but it just would have been weird with the machine gun on the front. Anyway, moving on to yeah, right. driving a Pelican. Uh, picture capture the flag in coagulation. You and five of your buddies are en route to the base on the other side of the map. Rockets hiss by and the ship rocks back and forth, and it takes one on the starboard side. As the Pelican banks left and swings wide to avoid another salvo of tracked rockets, you see the enemy base. Two rooftop snipers pour it on, filling the inside of the Pelican with white streaks. Your rocket guy drops down behind you. He never saw it coming. The smoking pelican belly flops onto the top of your opponent's base in a hail of crisscrossing fire. You and your pals pile out. The pilot is picked off as he exits the pelican. A flash and your shields are dropped. You fire furiously to your left and right as you seek cover near the smoldering pelican. You eye a ghost outside the base as you dive down onto the flag. You mutter into your headset, that's how one of us is getting out of here. So the pelican would be a great addition to multiplayer. And you should be able to stow extra weapons on the pelican. On large multiplayer maps, the pelican can function as a mobile base. There could even be a catch the flag variant where the flags are kept on the pelicans. Huh. What do you guys think about that? I think it's pretty cool. I mean, that that add a whole new level to the game. Having flags on the Pelicans be kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm not. Much what, of a what, I, what I what I what I picture when when you say that though is like flags sticking out of the back of the Pelican or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's like hanging Sorry, off the I, bottom I, or something. Yeah. I don't mean like funny double H. <laughs> I don't know a whole lot about Halo. So. <laughs> well, it's that big troop transport vehicle, so it's kind of like the one in, in Aliens, the one that crashes, and he's like, we're screwed, man, game over. 
So, pretty much like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually would like to drive a Pelican. I think that'd be awesome a tribute to Halo 3. Um, and there'd be, like, some way to take out the the Pelican without taking out the people in the back. Yeah. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. But, no, 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 no. No, the, the Pelican would go down. It'd, like, crash. The pilots obviously would die. But the, everyone in the back, their shields would be down. So if someone wanted, they could just come by and, like, kill them all easily. But with, like, maybe a well placed grenade or something. Actually, that makes sense. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. So they're, like, running out of there. They're all injured. And, yeah. If it's, yeah. You know, a sniper can only take so many of them out. Yeah. That makes sense. But the thing is, don't, my my whole justification for not having a Pelican in Halo 2 was because, you know, a Master Chief is already a uh, thoroughly trained and ultra-armored uh, foot soldier, you know, that has been trained his whole life to be a foot soldier. How do you expect a foot soldier to be able to pilot a heavy uh, uh, aircraft like that? Uh, you know, difficult to maneuver, has four engines going that are maneuverable in different directions, and like no field of vision except straight forward and up. So, yeah. Yeah, I know you you were saying that on like one of your episodes too, and I was thinking about that. Huh. But then again, uh, maybe like a marine or something. I mean, maybe if you ask Cortana, you could you could justify that you know, kind of like the Matrix. You can just upload the whole knowledge of, like, hang on a sec. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, may- actually, I think that'd be a cool idea. I mean, maybe Cortana could do it for you. Could be, or you know, I'm sure they can figure something on this. They're really smart as far as uh, they're really, really yeah, smart they are. <laughs> on taking care of the uh, the story elements in time. Taking care of their duty. Yeah, but I mean, the the guys that and the creative uh, team there, on, as far as like putting together the story elements, they're they're pretty good about tying that in, in a coherent way to the story, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Exactly. But any troop transport would be sweet, though, and I, I really hope that they yeah, do that on Hill 3 to some extent, whether it be a Warthog that has six seats in the back, whether it be, you know, some other kind of heavy vehicle that can that's, you know, slow and, and uh, there's some kind of ba- way to balance it to where you can transport a lot of troops at the same time. It would just be yeah, sweet. Exactly. I agree. Um uh, I also in Halo Custom Edition. I mean, I don't know if you heard of mm-hmm. it. You you can drive Pelicans in that, and they. Uh, I've seen videos of it. I don't know how the whole thing works, like how really? it's balanced. But uh, I mean, I've seen videos of the chief flying a Pelican. I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty cool. It's just I don't think I don't really think there's a way to take it out unless you're in another flying vehicle. Because what they have is there's a minigun mounted on the front of the Pelican and two rockets on oh the wing. Oh my way. gosh. <laughs> so that's what they have. Pretty much unstoppable then. <laughs> Actually, no. The the Pelican is really slow. So what what you what you would normally do is you could just take like a jet and blow it out, blow it up or something. Uh-huh. But anyways, um, uh, there were two other things on the list: a boat and an APC transport vehicle. We will not go mu- into much detail on this due to how much time we have left. Yeah. Well. I don't know, boat's kind of lame anyway. I have a bazillion reasons why a boat would be lame. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Something in Mastery where there's a lot of water, besides Relic, and I'm not sure how much but, good use of boat would be on I mean, Master Chief can't swim, enough said, you know? you can, Which means that if you get knocked off the boat, you're dead, and you can't get out to the boat if you don't have a boat, and there's only one on the map. So they can just camp out there in the boat yeah. and get a sniper out there. <laughs> that would suck. Yeah. Yeah, ABC transport sounds kind of gay too because you're not kind of hard to take down. You can get to one base to the, or from one base to the next pretty easy, and capture the flag would be much harder. Actually, I think a ABC transport would be pretty cool. Hmm. And like like Fumo, like you're saying, I mean transport vehicle. I think maybe an APC would be a good idea. But then again, I don't know how that tied into the whole Halo thing. Yeah. The whole Halo storyline or whatever. Well, you know, they can figure out something, I'm sure. I mean, there has to be ground troop transport vehicles in the entire human race left, you know? So, yeah, there must be something. It just depends on how they can figure out a way to make a troop transport vehicle work as far as uh, balance issues. Because I think that's got to be the trickiest thing. How do you make it weak enough 
that it can be blown up and yet strong enough that it's even possible to use it for to mount an attack. You know. Exactly. All right. Maybe, maybe just take out the drivers. I don't know. <laughs> but here we'll we'll go on to the rumors and facts. Now we're going to talk about some rumors and facts on Halo Three. Umo will help us clarify these rumors and or facts. First off, one rumor is that Halo Three is supposed to have a dark and gritty storyline. Is that true? Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's what they've said. Um, we already know that situation is dire for humans. Um, you know, it, it, Covenant has pretty much taken over Earth and uh, destroyed most of the human race as far as most of the, uh, you know, most of the infrastructure and architecture around Earth. So we know that, that the whole, it's, it's humans are on their last legs. So to that extent, it's going to be, you know, he's got nothing to lose, so. Yeah, it's gonna be like down to a wire. Yeah. I I don't know. Is there like supposed to be more Marines or something, or not? Because I only saw the Master Chief in the trailer. I mean, I'm not sure if there's supposed to be Marines. Still. Well, um, I'm there. From what I understand, the humans are kind of reeled down to being kind of a ragtag group, and uh, but they do have still forces left. They're just they're just really uh, really slim in their numbers. So I'm sure there there will be, but it's not like they have all you know brand new perfect equipment and, and all the ammo you could use and all the backup and infrastructure you would need because you know they're down to where they're kind of cornered in in their little area. So I think they're probably just using whatever they got left and hoping that they can still do something effective. Yeah, exactly. But but what about the Covenant? They're all supposed to be on one team now. Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking. It's, it seems like since uh, Master Chief and the Arbiter kind of uh, joined forces, that you would think that within the time between that and Halo 3, there would be some kind of collaboration there. But then you got to, you know, it's, I guess just the scale is, it doesn't really, it doesn't really get through to, to the game player on, as far as like how big the Covenant is, because, and how much influence the um, Prophets had. So... It seems like the prophets had a lot more influence than than we expected. Yeah, exactly. Um, another thing that we have heard is that Halo Three is going to have a certain multiplayer mode that will put players against bots that are in the main story. Another thing is that Bungie is trying to have certain maps hold up to fifty players on Xbox Live. I don't know if that's true or not, but. Sounds cool. Definitely. Yeah, some, I think that'd be cool. 50 players on live. I like huge battles. That's pretty cool. Then again, there's a lot of issues I think there would be with lag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing is is that we're, we're thinking in terms of Halo 2. In Halo 2, when you get 16 people in the game, you encounter lag. But we, oh, yeah. this is a completely new system and a completely, um, hopefully a completely new way of dealing with the networking issue on that. So hopefully they'll find ways to get around that to where they can put more players in. I mean, we already know they're going to have, um, within the single-player campaign, they're going to be able to put a lot more characters in the game, and it's going to be much more massive battles. Frankie has mentioned that. He, he can't say how many people there will be on the screen, but he'll say that there will be more, you know. So awesome. we know that much, and hopefully if it's on that scale on the single-player, then they'll you know bump it up on the multiplayer too. I mean... Because I know a lot of people wanted that in Halo 2 because it seemed like more of that in Halo 1, and I think a lot of people would want that in multiplayer in Halo 3 as well, to be able to have not just bigger maps, but bigger scaled battles. Oh, yeah. You know what? Exactly. Um, so are there any more, like, rumors of well, we. That you know? Yeah, well, we, we know a few things about Halo 3. We know that uh, there will be a new game type, besides CTF Assault, things like that, that will probably be the most popular game type in Halo 3. We don't know what it is yet. We don't really have any hints as to what it is yet. But uh, we know that they've mentioned that that will be there. We also know that there will be old weapons making a comeback that they have mentioned specifically. Of course, the Assault Rifle, we know that. And we know about the um, Alien Sniper, that they're bringing that back, and they're adding some extra polish on that. So it's... Uh, it just looks a little cooler, works a little uh, more like you would think, uh, things like that. So, um, oh, yeah. as far as all, you know, we don't know how many of the weapons are coming back and how many are going to be new weapons or how that's going to work. But we do know that there's going to be at least one new weapon that's that's kind of a key weapon in the game, 
that should be pretty cool. I mean, right now we're all used to the battle rifle being the the most versatile and weapon at different ranges. But um, you know, you know, what they're coming out with, uh, it could be really the one that that changes the game to where that's will changes the Halo series to where that's that's kind of the key weapon to have. So, I mean, hard to say, you know, what it's all going to be on that. But uh, they're they're also going to have uh, most likely a, a different alien race. I'm thinking. I mean, they haven't mentioned this specifically, but based on those screen sh- that screenshot that we had of a developer that was working on what must have been Halo 3 in in that um, in that video, the making of the trailer of Halo 3. Uh, they showed something that didn't look like a grunt, didn't look like a brute, but it was almost somewhere in between. It had a helmet on it, a jetpack, and a funky yeah. weapon. So, sounds interesting. <laughs> They're also saying that the AI is going to be much smarter when it comes to both Marines and enemies I in Halo so. 3. Um, we, I mean, Marines, I think, have had the biggest issue when it comes to AI, especially in Halo 1. I mean, they get stuck all the time. They run into firefights when they shouldn't. They'd... Uh, they wouldn't run, jump away from grenades, and they get blown up, and you know. Um, uh, oh, I hated the AI in Halo. Yeah. Halo Two was a little better. Um, they were a little more cognizant of that kind of stuff, but they'd still get shot out of stuff all the time. And, uh, oh yeah. You know. I, I I like how they're they're cocky though. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cool listening to all the quotes and everything. I'm looking forward to more of those, man. Oh, yeah. Those are hilarious. It, it's. It's like what, I'd be playing in campaign, also new, a new like phrase would pop in. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what are you just? <laughs> I know. Uh, sometimes you know, I just sit there and pause it and have to laugh for a while, man. Cause it's just so awesome. Yeah, I know. it's great. I I don't I don't know why they'd want to bring back the battle rifle though in Halo Three. I thought it was pretty stupid and pointless in Halo One. I'm not sure what anyone else thinks, but that's the person that I. The assault rifle. I mean, the thing is with the assault rifle though is it felt powerful. You know, the, the bullet yeah. um, explosions were loud and, um, like, full of bass. And it just, the flashes were large in the at the muzzle, so it really did feel like a powerful weapon, although it didn't actually do as much damage as it sounded and felt like, yeah. which was bizarre. So, yeah, exactly. the thing is, and it, and it it's like, likely that they're going to do some kind of tweak on the assault rifle to where it's either a cross yeah. between an assault rifle and a battle rifle, which has like a switchable thing where you can do either triple shot or fully auto, uh, or something to that effect. Because some people have remarked that the barrel uh, looks similar to the battle rifle. So, so. Exactly. Um, well, I have a question. Um, since our podcast kind of deals with cleanliness, I was just wondering... Um, uh, do you think they'll put a like a switch for the blood for those people who don't really or like kids that want to play Halo but their parents will let them? Um, I think that's likely. Um, I'm not sure if they even have that now. I've never really looked because the the level of no, they okay. Don't. Well, I mean, the, I can't. I don't know. I don't see that being a big issue though because the the way blood is dealt with in Halo 2, I think is really is really good. Um, you, you have blood that like splatters on the ground, but you can't hardly see it in the air. Um, so really it's more just like stains on the ground and things, which adds a little bit of level of realism it, it, to that extent and, and almost like a level of uh, more, makes it more tense because there seems to be more violence. But the thing is, I mean, if you get hit with a rocket, you know, it's not like you're, you got body parts flying all over the place and guts flying all over. Yeah. So it's, they limit the, the amount of, of violence is portrayed. And I mean, come on, parents. I mean, you you die and you respawn in three seconds. How is that like real life? You know? And you can go on there and you can disable voice completely and password protect it with the last four of your credit card. So kids, you, you can let kids play and, and have a good time without hearing all the crap that goes on on Xbox Live. So they got no excuses, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think I think that'd be cool though if they shut off the blood. If they had, yeah. Because in Halo One for PC they have that. I don't know. I just yeah, I think it would be a good idea for those parents. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Anyway. Well, maybe they could just. I mean, it doesn't seem like it would take a whole lot of extra effort to be able to just have that yeah, shut on uh, on and off, you know. All right. Well, there's supposed to be a remake of some of the old Halo maps like Sidewander and Hang'em High. In addition, there's also supposed to be a remake of Zanzibar. Sidewinder is supposed to branch off into four branches along with four bases. 
Hang'em High will be beaten up and have a gigantic tree in the middle of the map. They're supposed to make Zanzibar look like it went through a war and give it a red sky. I've heard that about Zanzibar, but I've also that was on a um, that was on a list of of things that were supposed to be in Halo 3 that were not from Bungie. So Bungie has basically said that 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 list was a bunch of BS. So whether whether that part was BS or not, I'm not sure. But they have said specifically from the Bungie Weekly update that there will be at least one map that is very reminiscent of a previous map that that we would recognize. So, you know, that that leaves a lot of speculation open. Well, which map is it? Is it Halo 2 or Halo 1? I don't know. But at least it goes to show that they they do want to cater to us Halo fans that have been around a while and have maps that we're used to and, you know, want to see those return. So, and we know they're going to do that with weapons as well. So, you know, they're here for us. They're here for us. We love you, Bungie. Will you talk me into bed tonight? Okay. I also heard that the Master Chief's face might be revealed in Halo 3. Is there any truth to that? I, I, I heard, I, um, you know in Halo 1, where you're going out on the longsword after the, the Pillar of Autumn, you know, after it's crashed, after it blow up, he's in the, in the longsword, and he takes off his helmet, I mean, you can see part of his neck, it looked like he was black, to tell you the truth. Uh, I think that was a, like, part of his uniform, you know how they have black underneath the, oh, uh, really? underneath the armor, uh, patches as well, like they have between the armor and the, like the green armor and the rest of the green armor, they have. Oh, okay. See, I think what happened is that was part of that. So, <laughs> I, I really don't think that they're going to be showing any details about what Master Chief looks like. I think they're going to do the same thing they did in Halo One, they did in Halo Two. I think they're going to do the same thing again, which is good, I think. Really? Well, yeah, just because if you you know you you think of Master Chief as yourself, you think of of yourself being you know, under all that armor and everything, oh, yeah. and if you can keep that that uh, idea going on that that that's you under there, you know, that because if it's if it's someone that looks completely different than you, you're gonna be like, oh, okay, I've been playing someone else the whole time. No, <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be mass pandemonium, dogs and cats living together. It's gonna be a mess. Yeah. <laughs> The world is going to be upside down. and uh. <laughs> Well, we did not find out much about the Halo 3 multiplier. 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 <laughs> Multipliers. <laughs> the only thing we read was from Xbox.com. This is what they said. Online multiplayer. Working in concert with Xbox Live on Xbox 360. Halo 3 builds upon the unique social multiplayer experience in an innovative, evolving online gameplay of Halo 2. Yes. Uh, one thing that it does do is that they've also talked about is the UI, which is the interface, basically, to the whole thing, the way the whole thing controls and settings and all that stuff. They have said that, that they're going to have a completely new UI, a completely new way of going through all your settings uh, to where it's going to be much easier to mute people. It's going to be much easier to basically get to any setting in a limited number of clicks without having to go through a vertical menu, I think, the way it is now. Um, they're also, within customs, that you won't have quick options anymore. You'll be able to change every option of a custom without leaving the game. And they've also fixed the pop-in issue uh, where in, um, what do you call it, within the cutscenes, they had this pop-in issue where when the cutscene would start, textures oh, would start yeah. popping in. Well, the yeah, slow loading. Well, it seems almost obvious, but yes, they fixed that for Halo 3. They've also fixed it for Halo 2 Vista, good. if any of you guys are going to get that. So, it's a good thing to know. So, I don't know. Halo, the Vista, that's supposed to be a lot of money, though, just to operate. I know, but I think the, the Halo 2 Vista is more an issue of if you're already getting a, a crazy fast computer and you're already getting uh, Windows Vista, then and you're already getting other games, too, Hey, there, there's Halo 2. It's on there as well. So, that's for those people, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Fumo, is there anything that you have 
that anything else that you have heard about Halo 3's multiplayer or anything you want to say about Halo 3? Um, I think I pretty much covered everything that I know about it so far. I mean, there's been a lot of speculation. There's been a lot of people that put out false information, whether it comes to details about the game or whether it comes to details about the storyline. But, I mean, all in all, I think it's a lot of it is going to surround more info on the Forerunners, like I was saying before. I think we're going to learn about this mystery that's kind of been going on the whole time. Well, there's there's Forerunners that came before, and, and it's pretty much the focus of the whole thing because they built the Halos and the, um, what do you call it, those little AI guys that float around. They're, they're the ones that... <laughs> kind of brought the whole thing to the Covenant's attention. They built a whole religion around finding these halos based on the, the gobbledygook that those little AI guys were saying. They they took it in a different way, and they turned that into their whole religion. So the the thing is is that I, that's pretty much all we know about the Forerunners right now and what we see within their architecture and things like that. I think we're going to find out why they built it, what it has to do with the Gravemind and the Flood and... Oh. You know, apparently it had already been detonated once, which that's one of the, one of the AIs that said. And you know, we're going to find out what what has to do with what that whole thing has to do with anything, and what the whole motivation of the of the grave mind. Uh, I I don't fully understand, and especially like stuff towards the end, at the very end of the game, that final cutscene, that got me so confused, man. With uh, yeah, yeah, with Cortana or something. Yeah, him. he's like, now I will ask you questions, and then she's like, shoot. And it's like, what? <laughs> what could he be asking her? And what what's he trying to do? And I don't know. I just yeah. And in the screenshots or whatever from the trailer, I mean, agony like Cortana's going through right. And all I mean, she's stuff. obviously being Pain. screwed up big time by the Grave Mind uh, messing with her whole yeah. whatever internal systems or some crap. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she's like freaking out but I mean we know we know this much we know a little bit about the basis of the of the storyline and I can only speculate that they're going to get more into the foreigners because the thing is while we may have more and different human and alien weapons um, I think that's kind of tired it's been it's been done with Halo 2 and yeah. I think that with Halo 2 they did a great job in the in the whole concept of the storyline of diverging from what we already knew we already knew that, uh, you know, about about Halo, about the explosion. We were thinking maybe there would be another Halo. Well, yeah, they did that, but they also, um, you know, found out that the Covenant came back in more force, that they found out about Earth that we didn't even know about until Halo 2 came out, and that they went and uh, and attacked Earth. We didn't know for sure if that was going to happen, but it sure did. So hopefully they, they move it to another range of, like, we don't know for sure if we're going to find out about the Forerunners, but they really say, uh, okay, you know, the, the Covenant have overrun Earth, uh, it's going beyond the covenant and the humans. Now we're going to find out where this all comes from and what it's all about. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just I can't wait to see Halo Three and how the story ties together and everything. Definitely. Um, there's supposed to be seven more Halos, aren't there? I mean, on the second one on the computer, like it showed all those Halo rigs. Yeah, I believe there's seven Halos and then the Ark, which is apparently the key to set them all off at the same time. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh. Oh. So is, okay. is this the last Halo game, or do you think... The, they have Halo? said that this is the last in this story arc, which means that this is the last of a trilogy of this series, but they may continue in the Halo universe in the future on a different story arc, uh, if you know what I mean. So kind of like the Star Wars books, how they continue on different story arcs that were outside of the main um, you know, Star Wars stories. So. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And I hope they do, or, or at least do something that's that's comparable to Halo that has the same level of depth and and uh, you know interesting characters, interesting technology, interesting whole whole world building that they had going on. Exactly. Um, well, Fumo, we appreciate you being on the show and everything. Um, yeah, glad I, I could do it. It's fun, guys. Uh, do you want to quickly give our listeners your Oh, yeah, it's uh, podtacker.com. Go over there and check it out, man. We got a real active community. We got a, um, I'd say we have a really awesome podcast. I mean, we just won recently Podcast of the Year 2006 for in the gaming category at podcastawards.com. We beat out some uh, some big guys there that's uh, real respectable podcasts. 
And, uh, you know, we've got a really good podcast going. We talk about Halo 3 a lot. We have a uh, one show a month that's dedicated only to what people want to see in Halo 3, what people think is going to be in Halo 3, things like that. And, uh, we, you know, we also talk about Halo 2 multiplayer, how to get your game up. Uh, we talk about custom games. We talk about stories from Halo 2. We talk about uh, all kinds of Halo jokes, all kinds of stuff, man. So check it out. And, and maybe even maybe you'll get to meet JVB. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta tell you, I, I love that guy. Oh. He's so funny. He's hilarious. I know he's awesome. Um, yeah, he lives in Florida now. He just uh, he just moved out recently. So yeah, I'm excited oh, really? to meet him in person. He moved down to he moved down to be with you <laughs> together. No, he's like. Uh, <laughs> he moved from New York down to uh, Fort Lauderdale, so you know I'm hoping sometime he's gonna head up to Orlando. Yeah, wasn't he like, wasn't he like doing some elevator thing? In yeah, he still is in uh, Fort Lauderdale actually. That's sweet. He got a job out there doing elevator work. He's an elevator repairman. Wow. Yeah. So. That's sweet. <laughs> um, you guys can also uh, go to their website by going to www.freewebs.com. Backslash, no, or no, 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 forward slash, forward slash, forward slash, <laughs> Nightshade Podcast, and then uh, on the left-hand side, down towards the bottom, there's affiliates. You can click on that, and then then we have the Podtacular website on there. Um, on. Well, thanks, guys. Got an awesome show here, man. Looking forward to hearing more of them. Thanks. I thank you. Um, we just want to give a couple shout-outs before we go. Uh, Shout-out to Podtacular, of course. Dark Radish and all our listeners are still tuning in. And Crazy J, we left oh, yeah. something in our shadow box. Oh yeah, Crazy J. <laughs> Crazy J. Uh, Dark Radish, man, that's from uh, from Remixatorium. Yep, yep. We're hoping to have him on our show sometime too later on. In the that guy's awesome, man. I'm a long time fan of that show. It's very cool. Yeah. All yeah, right. you you were on that show. Too, I wasn't on it per se, but we gave them a shout out, and and somehow a lot of our listeners like went over there. And uh, so he actually, he put like some sound clips of me on the show, and he also, uh, oh. you know, had a lot of podcaster related stuff in the show at one point. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, right. <laughs> don't forget to eat your morning serv- servings of nougat cereal. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> nutritious. No Part of this complete breakfast. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> we will see you guys next time. Thanks, Keep on fragging trucks. <laughs>